0: hey what's going on you guys so i'm gonna be talking about more marvel stuff which is great because i love talking about marvel stuff and i said i would get this podcast out uh sometime last week i said i would do it sometime this week uh i'm gonna do it today okay i'm gonna to try to get this Loki season one review done today um i got a lot of thoughts after watching that last episode so this is going to be a spoiler warning for the entirety of this episode okay a lot of things coming on. lot of things you should already know about. If you haven't seen the show yet, don't watch this. I don't want to be the person that spoils it for you, uh, because this last episode, episode six, there was a lot of things that, or there were a lot of things that were uncovered, um, a lot of things that were brought to light, which kind of made the show finally worth it for me, and I'll get into that a little bit. So spoiler warning in three, two, one. Alright guys, so Season 1 of Loki was um, honestly pretty underwhelming for the most part for me. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why. And it's why I didn't keep doing an episode-by-episode breakdown on Loki. Um, WandaVision, when I did the episode-by-episode breakdown for WandaVision, I kind of was excited about it because I hadn't had any, or none of us have had any Marvel content to kind of review in a while and that show gave us the opportunity to theorize and kind of figure out what direction the show was going in. And it was, it was really enjoyable, but it, it was bad because none of the things that any of us you know, thought about or even you know, tried to um, uncover wound up coming to light. Like all of the fan theories didn't materialize. So it was kind of a bummer that I wasted so much time and a lot of us wasted so much time theorizing when nothing ca- became of it, and that was kind of annoying. Um, so Captain Falcon, Captain Falcon, I always say that, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is what the show became, um, that show was a little bit different. There wasn't a lot to theorize on. There was a couple things, but they were kind of in your face type deal. But I liked that story more because it was a grounded story with, a. you knew where it was going the entire time, and I was cool with that. I had my problems with Loki from the beginning because I had no idea what direction this show was going. The first five episodes, my understanding was Loki was, you know, he was a time variant. He left the, the 2012 timeline uh, at the Battle of New York when he wasn't supposed to, and basically he diverged, and I was just trying to figure out what the point of all this was the entire time, but now it's, it's clear what it was. But that was my issue, and that's why I didn't want to do a episode-by-episode a episode recap of the show I didn't want to get into the headspace of doing what I did with WandaVision before when I was theorizing and trying to think of every possible outcome that could happen on the show. And I was really afraid that, you know, I was going to dislike Loki as much as I wound up disliking WandaVision's conclusion simply because I was trying to, you know, make the show how I thought it should end as opposed to just watch the show and let the show tell me the story that it's meant to tell me. So I did that this time. And I'm I'm glad I did. I mean, I had a couple of theories that I kind of kept to myself. You know, maybe told a couple of my close friends, but it wasn't a lot. But also, the problem with that was the Loki show just wasn't that entertaining for me. I know some people were really digging it. Some people liked the Doctor Who vibe. Um, I'm. It just wasn't. It didn't grab me a whole bunch. I didn't feel like there were any stakes. I didn't understand the TVA that much. I didn't understand a lot of the mystery. There's still mysteries that we don't know anything about. Um. I did love Tom Hiddleston, obviously, as Loki, because just just give me that, seven times a week and twice on Sunday. And not even surprisingly, but he fits so well. Owen Wilson as Mobius was so good in this show. I mean, he really is that compassionate character that you could see Loki would automatically gravitate to because he's just a wholesome individual. And at his core, Loki does have a huge heart. And I think this show did a really good job of showing that. Um... You know, even though we've seen it a couple of times where you can care, you know that he really does love Thor and he cares for his brother and he loves his mom. There's a moment where, he, you know, you, you see that he really does care for his mom. Um, the first episode of the show was actually really solid because you're learning. You see, you watch Loki learn how he dies, how he's supposed to die when Thanos kills him and all that. And I thought that it was really interesting. And then it kind of went on episode three was completely you know a filler episode episode four was okay episode five had different variants of loki like i wasn't super excited for a lot of this stuff um i don't know i just wasn't i didn't really care for sylvie too much the lady loki i didn't care for her that much uh i don't know maybe that's just me i you know what the problem is and this is the problem that i had with wandavision and with like uh, falcon and the winter soldier I want them to release all of the episodes at once. I think for me it's really tough to be left on a cliffhanger like that and expect to you know be completely in, in it for the entire six weeks. Um, I'm so used to binging shows like give me all six episodes. I'll spend a Saturday morning and I'll watch them all. I'll wake up at six and be done at noon. Like I'll watch them all. I'm sure you know majority of you guys that are Marvel fans or fans of shows in general are gonna do that. Because that's just something that we're we're fanatics, you know. We're going to go the extra mile to make sure we digest all the content that we can before anybody else can because of spoilers. And also, I don't like the fact that this show was released on Tuesday at midnight or Wednesday morning. Like, that makes it really difficult to to find. And I, I think they did that because they didn't want a conflict of interest with the Black Widow release date in theaters. So I have a feeling that's exactly why they did that. Um, you know, kudos to them. They're making their money. They made 70 million dollars in Disney plus subscriptions, just a loan for Black Widow over the weekend, which is incredible. I saw it in the theaters. as you guys know, make sure you check out the review for Black Widow actually on, on YouTube and on all the places you can listen to my podcast. But the Loki show was really good. and then we get to this sixth episode, the sixth episode. And a lot of the time people are saying that, you know, oh, King the Conqueror is going to be the guy that's going to be in that house that they find at the very end of episode five. Um, turns out it is, it kind of is. Basically, this guy is a variant of King the Conqueror and the guy, that actor's name is uh, Jonathan Majors, okay? I'm not sure where they got this guy from, but he was phenomenal, okay? Okay. This might have been one of the creepiest and and most poignant intros to any villain in the MCU. He was just eerie on screen where he was too kind and just eating up the scenery, eating up every single, you know, scene he's in. I was hanging on every single word of his. He was phenomenal. This guy's basically an unknown. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He's uh, he's, you know, slated for Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania where he's going to be King the Conquer. And then he's in Creed three, So I think he's an actor on the rise, and he was phenomenal. Like, I was so interested in everything he was saying. He was talking about how all the variants of himself basically were at odds, and then they, uh, they, they came to an agreement, to a truce, and that's how the timeline is becoming sacred. So the thought here is that there's got to be somebody at play above King the Conqueror who's in charge of keeping the timeline, you know... Uh, at 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 bay basically and so that part's interesting so king of the conqueror is kind of gonna be acting as like the Loki um character in this next phase you know how Loki was basically the the carrier of somebody else's larger plan you know Thanos like how Loki did the Battle of New York that was because Thanos wanted him to do that. I have a feeling that uh King of the Conqueror is going to be something similar. He is working excuse me he is working for someone else, just like how Loki, Loki was working for Thanos. That's truly what I believe, and that's why they're introducing us to him with Loki. I think this is sort of a pass of the torch type moment. Um, but I honestly, I want to see more of this guy. He's f- fantastic. He's phenomenal. And we're going to see a lot more because there's going to be a season two. I'll talk about that in a moment. And we're going to see him in Ant-Man and uh, uh, Ant-Man Quantumania or whatever. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So Sylvie kills this variant of Kang the Conqueror, even though he doesn't call himself that. He says, they call me a conqueror. So but that's basically saying he's Kang, and he's this actor is confirmed as Kang the Conqueror. So that's why I'm saying he's Kang the Conqueror, just so we're clear. Sylvie kills him. Uh she transports Loki back into the TVA. Loki goes and finds Mobius, and Mobius doesn't know who he is. Because what happened was when she killed Kang the Conqueror, basically another variant filled the void and um just like he said and a bunch of these variants of king the conquer are going to be trying to conquer every single timeline which is ridiculous basically the timeline in the multiverse is in flux and the multiverse is completely susceptible to harm and damage from all over and the last thing you see in, in season one is the ominous statue of the timekeeper which resembles now Jonathan Majors' as King the Conqueror. And it was creepy. It was so well done. I was just like, wow. That was that was one of those moments in the MCU where you watch it, you get chills, and you think so, we're going there now. We are deep in the multiverse. And you can expect that happening. It won't happen with Shang-Chi, probably. It won't happen with the Eternals. Our first iteration with the multiverse, you guys, is going to be Spider-Man No Way from Home. Which is why Doc Ock is there, which is why J. Jonah Jameson was at the end of Spider Man uh, Far From Home, which is why we're, we're gonna get Jamie Foxx's Electro, because the multiverse is wide open and all the timelines are branching off from the main timeline. I, I could talk about this forever and just go on and on and on about what's going on on this. We are seeing the next phase of what's going to happen in the MCU, and the direction is multiverse. This confirms it and this shows you every this one episode shows you everything you needed. It shows why we're going to the multiverse. Loki's variant. It's all because I read something today on Instagram. It's all because Hulk had to take the stairs. That's why this is happening. Because he took the stairs. He hits Robert Denny Jr. who releases the the Time Stone, you know, the Tesseract goes to Loki. Loki goes in, so now the multiverse is screwed up because of that. So that moment in Endgame now is so crucial. That brief moment where Loki goes away, it's creating this whole new, you know, uh, I don't want to use the word timeline, but this new set of, of uh, these new problems that all these new, all these new MCU heroes are gonna have to be able to fight and and face. And I just can't wait. You guys, there's a really good possibility now, with all the rumors that we've heard, and now this confirmation of the multiverse being in flux, and you know the timeline being in disarray, we're going to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all on the same screen as the three Spider-Man that we've always known. This is an, inter- an opportunity to bring the X-Men and the Fantastic Four into the MCU to bring in mutants because maybe in a different multi, in a different universe there are mutants, but in this current 616 Earth, or reality, there are no mutants, but now you can bring them in. This multiverse completely opens the door for everything. There's a possibility of Secret Wars, where Secret Wars is basically different variants of different multiverses. They're fighting for supreme you know, control of, of the realm type deal. Um, the possibilities are completely endless, and I just, I first of all, I wanna see more Jonathan Majors on screen. That guy's phenomenal amazing actor i just he plays such a he remind. if you've ever watched better call saul he reminded me of tony dalton's uh uh uh, lalo salamanca he's kind of he's you can tell he's evil and benevolent but he has like a smirky attitude to him the whole time which are the the scariest villains those are the ones you really have to worry about the the conniving like they're 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 literally unhinged and they could go off at any time and that's what Jonathan Major's portrayal as King of the Conqueror reminded me of is Lalo from uh, from Better Call Saul. Also, Tony Dalton, who plays Lalo in Better Call Saul, happens to be the main villain of the Hawkeye show. I don't know if anybody knows that or not, which is, like, that's phenomenal casting because that guy's an amazing actor. So I can't wait for the Hawkeye show even more in the, uh, in the later this year. That's just going to be something I'm, I'm super excited about. But... The possibilities of this multiverse are so endless, and I don't even know where to begin. And then at the end of season one, uh, you know, the trailers for episode six, you see that season two confirmed. And everyone's like, oh, I don't understand how it's going to work. I know how it's going to work. Basically, like, all they're going to, it's, they're they're going to somehow, you know, confront Jonathan Majors within this multiverse. And, uh, no, no, let me me, me backtrack. Tom Hiddleston was also confirmed for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which means Loki will be there too. Which means that Season 2 of Loki will happen after the events of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which is exciting. Which means that there, by then, a lot of the multiverse will probably be figured out and it'll be fixed. But then the TVA is going to have to learn how to deal with all that. And that's when we'll probably see the big bag that, it's in, that is ahead of Kang the Conqueror. And I'm, I'm curious who it's going to be. My buddy says it's going to be Galactus... I don't know if Galactus is going to be in there yet. It's a possibility. Um, if they're doing a Secret War storyline, there's a good chance it'll be Doom, because Doom, I guess, is the main is the center of the Secret Wars, with King the Conqueror kind of being his sidekick. That would be phenomenal. Uh, honestly, the possibilities are kind of endless, and I just need more Marvel content so I can fill in the gaps. Uh, but yeah, it's it's exciting stuff, and I can't wait to you know talk about more if i missed anything in the review please let me know um i'm doing this without a script obviously i'm just kind of speaking off the cuff and 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 saying things that they come into my big head um but i'm excited you guys i love every second of this i'm so glad that marvel content is back when you didn't have it for a year and a half and now we have something almost every single week i love it and i loved this final episode i didn't care for the first five episodes as much not a huge fan I think a lot of that is because it, they're making me wait six weeks and I'm not a very patient individual when I'm waiting for a lot of my content um, but this was great and uh, I'm really excited and as always you guys I need you guys to please like share and subscribe the podcast like share and subscribe the YouTube channel um, really appreciate it does it does me a big help I can only go so far as to you know make sure that my, my, my words getting out there but if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, check out some of my other videos, check out my Black Widow uh, uh, review, check out my my Pixar uh, rankings. I have a uh, Star Wars rankings. all kinds of good stuff, you guys, and more stuff coming this summer. Um, I'm just really, if you can't tell, I'm just super geeked up. But uh, And I think that's, that's pretty much all I got, you know, that's all I got. It's a nice little short condensed pod for you guys today. And uh, I want to say thank you, and as always, peace and love. All right, bye.